0: Hi friends, welcome to the Gratitude Present. Hello my lovely friends, thanks for joining me today on The Positive Present. My name is Rebecca Oaks and I'll be your host today. This week I have my lovely sister-in-law, Dana Orego, join me. Over the next three weeks we'll be discussing our parenting journeys and Dana will be sharing tips that she's learned throughout various parenting classes she's taken over the years. This episode, we'll be discussing our early parenting years. If you aren't already, follow me on Instagram at The Positive Present to stay connected. Enjoy. Hey, Dana. Thanks so much for joining me on The Positive Present. I'm so happy to have you here today.
1: Thanks. I'm really excited to be here with you, Beth. I've been listening to your podcast for several weeks now, and I feel deeply honored that I could be here today. Thanks so much for saying that. That's so sweet.
0: So I've known you for many years, and I've always admired your parenting techniques that you've done. And I know you've taken a lot of different parenting classes as well to help you in that. And I was hoping that you could share some of your experience, maybe leading up to before you took those parenting classes, and then the things that you learned during those parenting classes, and then how those parenting classes can apply in a pandemic setting, (laughs) like how those have worked logistically in, in reality, basically. So since this is your first time on the podcast, I was wondering if you could just tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Sure. I am Rebecca's sister-in-law. I was lucky enough to be her first sister-in-law. I think Rebecca was 15 when her brother Jeremy and I started dating And we've now been married 16 and a half years and been together almost 17. And yeah, so Rebecca was my boyfriend's little sister. And as Jeremy and I had been married, we were together and we had a couple of kids. And then Rebecca sort of went off and was doing the young adult thing. And then she got married. And by that time, I had three, I think three little kids when she got married. And then we were able to live really close and our sort of big sister, little sister friendship relationship really evolved into equals and we became friends, uh, really good friends. And that's been a friendship that I've really cherished over these last Ten years or so, we were pregnant together with her first and my fourth, and I helped organize her wedding reception. And then I've been lucky enough uh, to be able to attend four of her five labors, and she came to one of mine with my fourth baby. And so we've gone through a lot together with new marriage stuff, and and it sort of was to me it was this relationship where she was kind of like this young beginning person who had come to me for advice. And then as she's evolved as a parent and as a woman, it's evolved into more of an equal, not like a big sister, little sister, but equal sister relationship. And so I come to her for advice and we talk about things and we've had similar experiences. And we always joke because I'm a super sensitive person and she's a very blunt person. (laughs) And so we joke about like how we're kind of unlikely to be really close, but it's worked really good because I've learned to hear things that need to be said and she's learned to be more sensitive and soft and so I feel like it's I've really cherished becoming your friend her friend and so yeah it's an honor to be able to come here and I was really flattered when she said that she looked up to me as a parent because I mostly feel like I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) but I really appreciate that. So I, so I've been married for 16 years. Before I was married, I was a massage therapist. And then when I, by the time I had my third baby, I stopped doing that. It was just the balance didn't work. And I supported my husband while he was in school. And well, emotionally, we were students together and he is a lawyer and he works with legal aid. And now we have five beautiful children and the oldest being 15 and the youngest is three. I have one girl and four boys.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's such a beautiful history. When I hear it all said together, it's some really great memories that we've had together. It's awesome to hear all the things we have gone through. I'm like, oh yeah, I did come to you at the beginning for Marriage Advice. And I remember as a young mom and watching you interact with your first two, I was just like, wow, that's how I want to talk to my kids. Like, that's the kind of relationship I want with my children. And, and I always have admired Gears and Jeremy's relationship with having a very equal relationship. And, you know, you both give a hundred percent and I've always admired the way you parent. And yeah, so I'm really excited to have you share your knowledge with everybody. Thanks. (laughs) So when you had your first two or first three, I guess, before I really came into the picture as like a married person and having my own children. Looking back, what was your mentality as a parent at that those beginning stages?
1: <laughs> Did you ask that because you know?
0: Because I know mine's changed. Yeah, (laughs) I I definitely
1: have evolved for sure, (laughs) which we're supposed to, right? Like we're supposed to evolve. But yeah, I I think I came in really confident. I had had a lot of experience with children and I was a little bit older when I got married. So I'd had a lot of friends who had children and I just, you know, I had this amazing first baby who is very typical in her development and advanced in her language development. And so... I have this two-year-old who I'm discussing something with and someone's having a screaming child. And I'm like, you just need to talk to them and explain what's going on. And you know, like just kind of arrogant. Not that I thought I knew everything. I definitely wanted to ask questions from like everyone around me that had more than me. But I definitely was getting a little arrogant. And then I had my second amazing little baby and just very sort of sweet, straightforward. So, and I just was so in love with these beautiful little people that, oh, I just adored them. And they were just so sweet. And my daughter had this long flowing hair that I could style all the time. And I had her in matching outfits. And, you know, it was just, it was just everything that I had ever dreamed of. And I was pretty... I don't think I was openly judgy but I was kind of smug to myself like oh, I have it so together you know even though I had hard days and stuff I, I, I don't know if you've mentioned this in your podcast but I had a baby two months before your mom did before Rebecca's mom did my mother-in-law and so my sister-in-law is two months younger than my daughter so her 10th her Mary who she interviewed is the same age as my daughter and so I've sent so many emails and letters to Robin saying, thank you so much for being patient with me. And thank you for forgiving me because I was so arrogant and like, you just got to do this, Robin. It was like her 10th baby. She knew what she was doing. I did not know. And so I've really appreciated the grace that Robin and probably your dad, Ben have shown me as well. But yeah, I think my mentality was just like, this is amazing. I love being a parent and this is wonderful. And you know, it's totally doable. And it's great. And then I had my third and oh, he was just so easy. Like he slept through the night pretty well and he was just so easy going. And he had these curls and these lashes and was so endearing and I had hard days like everyone else but for the most part, it was wonderful. And I thought I knew everything or a lot. I thought I knew what I was doing. We went on a trip to Australia with three kids and it was incredible and uh, you know flights with all these little children and it was it was good and we we were doing it and then I had a fourth and it sort of tipped the scales of like holy smokes this is hard but yeah that's sort of the beginning is I just I loved it I loved being a mom I loved doing mom groups and play groups and I organized things and I wanted to hang out with all my friends and I loved babies and I loved nursing and I I just loved it and so yeah I, I I tried really hard to to listen to other women who had things different, but I, I definitely had a, I thought I was doing really great. And I think I was like, I wasn't doing a bad job for sure. But my attitude was a little, you know, I'm amazing at this.
0: Yeah. I've always thought if I stopped at two kids, I would be a very arrogant, <laughs> full of myself parent. Like my second child, she slept through the night from day one, four and a half hours a minute. And my first didn't. So I was like, okay, I know nothing about parenting because I'm doing the exact same thing. And she's responding totally different. But even then, even just with the two oldest, easy breezy, just if one was having a meltdown, then, you know, Steven could take one and then I would have the other one. And, you know, we have this nice little balance and three just... Three was my tipping the scale. So it's like, like, yeah. and I know nothing and I need help with everything.
1: <laughs> the advantage of being the oldest of family is that I've been able to watch, like when I got married to Jeremy, everyone else was unmarried. We were the first ones. We, we even got married a year before his older brother. And so I've watched everyone go from either single youngish adult to a child, like in a baby, up in, I've watched everyone get married. And there's... What eight of the 10 that are married now. So I've attended a lot of weddings and I've seen everyone become parents. So it's been interesting to watch the evolution of all the kids and and to see them becoming adults, becoming couples, becoming parents. And just the interesting shift in that and how everyone reacts differently. And some people are super humble at the beginning and other people like me and you needed to have a couple of experiences that humble us, but I hope that now I'm someone that's humble and approachable as, as a parent and that people can look to because I, I desperately needed people to look to. And I was so thankful for those examples.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what you said there about the being almost brought to the humility level. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being so sick. I think it was my third and just lying on the couch and just crying. And my mom came in. I was like, why is this happening to me? I don't understand. Some people, I know someone who wanted to sign themselves up for a marathon and then they were like, oh, but I forgot. I'm five months pregnant. I'm like, you forgot you were pregnant. How do you forget you're <laughs> pregnant? I know every minute of every day that I'm pregnant because I'm so sick.
1: Yeah, and,
0: and I remember my mom, she was like, well, honey, some people, They're born empathetic, and some people need experiences to teach them empathy.
1: I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's all need it for. Yeah, I didn't get sick. I actually really mostly liked being pregnant. I, we had very different experiences in that way. I did not get super ill. I loved being round and I loved the attention and I loved feeling the baby. It wasn't until my fifth pregnancy that I, I felt like I was being tortured. My humbling came in the actual parenting, in the personalities of children. So having said how we were when we were younger, what's one thing that you wish you could go back and tell yourself, if anything? That's a really good question. Yeah. I mean, I guess the obvious, you don't know everything, show compassion. (laughs) You know, it's okay. I, I think too, the mentality of parenting has changed now. So the people listening now who are young parents might not have had the same experience I did 15 years ago. It seems like there's a little bit less comparison, a little bit more. The baby just does what he does or she does when they come around whereas I felt sort of like oh my baby spoke before yours or my baby took a few steps before yours or oh they're already doing this and mine isn't and it felt like there was sort of that more traditional comparison that used to be where now I I don't really notice it like at least in amongst my friend group there seems to be more every child develops when they're supposed to develop every child does when they're supposed to you know that happens in their own time and it's totally fine and you don't need to worry about that whereas I felt like before maybe That was a little bit less accepted. But yeah, I think I would just go back and say, give others grace and don't assume that you know what's going on with other people around you and try to be as loving and accept. Not that I think I was unkind, but I think I just assumed everyone had the same experience as me, or if they did what I did, they would have the same experience experiences me. Right. Like like you just like the phrase, this, I hate this phrase. You just got to do this because I have heard that phrase so many times with other situations. And I'm like, you just got to shut up or I'm going to punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you want to put that in, but you know what I mean? Like Oh, just going in. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like you don't, you don't just got anything. You don't know what's going on in that home. You don't know what's going on with that child and with that parent. And I have learned now that, especially because with my first two, I, I responded very neurotypically. And with my third, fourth and fifth, I suffered really badly from postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And so that third was a game changer where a year later I was still crying every single day were the first two, I just bounced back and I was fine. And it's like, well, why can't she still do it? doesn't matter that you're pregnant. You know, it's not a sickness, it's just part of life. Whereas now I think I, I just have way more compassion and understanding and, and empathy for people. And just because they're going through the same thing, you are even exactly, they're a different person. And so their ability to handle things are differently. And so I think I would just say like, give love and grace and help to others around you. Don't assume anything and also give grace to myself. Everything's going to be okay. You know, like just love them and also enjoy those moments because I wish I could go back and snuggle that little one year old you know, first baby, the way that I, you know, I just miss those moments. I wish I could recall them with perfect clarity. Really take more pictures and videos. That's what I would say. (sighs) Videos. I did take a lot of pictures, but more pictures, more videos.
0: Yeah. I wish I took more video, just like their cute little voices. Yes. Yes. Why did I not think this was an important thing to remember? Yes. I love that I have recordings of my toddlers now or even in the last three years but I feel or like yourself when hard. you were a kid yeah right
1: like those are so precious because recordings from the 70s 80s i don't know what was it 90s for you and so but like they weren't as abundant right and so i love those things and and the, my kids love seeing me as a kid and so i wish i had a i wish I had a taken more video
0: i have one cassette tape i haven't listened to it and probably i don't know since i've been married i don't think i've listened to it but it's me. My mom took a recording of me as a baby, mm. and it's just like mm. like mm. nothing really. And I'm like, oh, that's me. That's baby yeah. me making those cooing sounds. I'm so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something I wouldn't have thought to tell myself. I was just thinking if I could go back and tell myself something. I think past me would punch me in the face and be like you don't know what you're talking about
1: (laughs) don't Uh, tell me the
0: ending of my life how dare you yeah because I I felt I I remember feeling that way you had you were having number four when I had my first and you Mm -hmm. were like just cherish it just cherish I'm like cherish this
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember you later being like oh my goodness you would just say things and I'd be so annoyed with you.
0: <laughs> and yet now I find myself saying stuff. I'm like, Oh, no, I can't say that. Don't say sleep when the baby sleeps. Don't say, <laughs> don't say enjoy the sleep while you can, because you're never going to sleep again. Hmm. Baby will come when it wants to come. No big pregnant woman wants to hear that.
1: <laughs> it's true though.
0: Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true but yeah so that's really it's been really fun thinking about our former selves and our younger years of early parenting and in the different ways that we parented and our experiences with our first children and coming into parenting
1: it's funny I think that in some way like in some ways, I was a much better parent because I, I was way younger. I had way more rest. I, I had more energy. I had more patience. I had way more ideals. <laughs> so I was still trying to fulfill those ideals where now I have, actually, I don't know if I was more patient. I think my patience was different. I think I had abundance of inexperienced kind of patience. And so I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing so I can listen to my beautiful little child, whereas now I'm tireder. I probably am not as consistent as I needed to be because I, I have more going on and my wisdom and my compassion and my understanding have deepened so much that I'm a much more whole parent. Does that make sense? Like the different pieces of me have come together. And so I have, I have experience, I have understanding, I know what works or what doesn't work. I also have experience with other people. And so I feel like I'm a much better parent in that way because of my experience and so i can say like that doesn't matter it's not a big deal where that would have been a really big deal 15 years ago and i can say no this is really important and i realize that and i and i stand up for things so i'm thankful for that experience that has allowed me i guess to mature as a parent and that just that just comes with time i guess yeah
0: yeah and i was thinking like with my first well, I mean, I'm still, they're still so young. I like still have to continually remind myself he's only eight. It's not, yeah. You know, this isn't a big deal, but I remember him as a toddler so many times. Cause Stephen and I are like, okay, we're not going to spank and we're not going to lose our temper and we're not going to yell. And then he'd do something naughty and we both just stare at each other and freeze. And we're like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I don't <laughs> know what to do. Cause all I want to do is yell and spank and yeah.
1: <laughs> all the things that we're not supposed to do that's all I want to do one of my I I hope Stephen doesn't mind me sharing this but one of my favorite humbling moments of you guys is i I just remember like Stephen's face with my kids and how loud they were and be like why are they so loud and (laughs) and they're like our kids are never gonna be loud and then like a couple kids later your kids are so loud and it's just like see I wasn't pinching them like kids yeah. are just loud I'm like oh my goodness why are kids so loud and I just you know had to chuckle to myself
0: <laughs> they are so your first loud. was
1: just naturally quiet he was just yeah. a naturally quiet baby and he then was... your second came and was less naturally quiet
0: and he had this soft well Julia's even quiet too they have a soft little voice and yeah yeah and then yeah number three and my fourth
1: is a very loud gregarious extroverted yeah. personality even when he's happy is just everything he feels is 100 and so it was very him and esmond get along really well but they they're very different yeah. and so <laughs> you and steven were like why are they so loud and then they learned yeah. <laughs>
0: well then we filled our house with boys too
1: yes you did <laughs> that's the other thing is i i had a girl first and so i think a lot of like my what i felt about myself as a parent went with girls and girls are from my, in my own experience it may be different for other people but in my experience girls are very different than boys my girl is very different and the boys were just louder and rougher and more intense and busy and ramming things when they're playing and she's like I want to sit here and I'll read a book and I'll play with my baby and the boys are like I'm He-Man and I'm gonna jump on you and rip this thing apart and it was just so different and so like the energy in my house drastically changed and as time went by because my third was quite a sensitive soft little guy and then when he became like two and a half it totally changed it was like mine I want to do this on my own and independence and loud and and more intense and then my fourth was really intense still is very intense guy and then my fifth has been this sort of like wonderful little cap stone of quiet and lovely and he does play loud and wrestle with the boys but he loves imagining and pretending and so it's just a different energy in the house yeah
0: I found that with each kid I can't use this. It's not like a, oh, the rule book of parenting. I use it with all of them. It's like, and I throw it out with every baby. (laughs) Oh,
1: totally. That's what I would also tell myself when I was younger. Like, just because it works with one baby does not mean it's gonna work with another baby. Like, don't think you know everything. You're gonna, you have a whole new lesson to learn.
0: Well, I remember with Ezzie, we had a, it was like a baby, baby's first year book or something. And it would say developmentally, okay, by two months, this is what they're going to be doing. By three months, they're going to be doing this. By four months. And so we'd like, oh, oh, he's just turned two months. Let's read what he's going to do. I'm like. (laughs) And poor, poor Tommy, my fifth. I'm like, how old is he? Oh, I think he's three months. Oh,
1: that should he be doing that? I
0: don't know. Well, he seems to be okay. He's. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I remember teaching my oldest, my daughter, like how much time I spent teaching the upper and lowercase alphabet. And like one, to, like by the time she was five, she knew like one to one 200 and she knew all her letters, upper and lowercase. And then with like my third or fourth, it was like his older siblings were teaching him. They naturally absorb stuff. Right. And it's just different. You don't have that one kid to stare at. And so, but I like with my, oh, my fifth, like, I don't even know if I've written his name in his baby book. Like I have it and I've mentally made a note, like I need to do this. and I've written things down on pieces of paper that I've shoved into a box that I'm eventually going to do that's supposed to be that was supposed to be COVID year of doing stuff (laughs) turns out even if you're at home with you know nothing to do you still have five kids at home full time with you who you know anyhow yeah
0: yeah I just have it all on Google now it's like the Google keep app and anytime they say something funny I write down their name and the date And that's like, that's that's my book for elephants. So Google better not (laughs) shut down before
1: I copy (laughs) them all into something. I actually took a ton of, I did apparently a ton of my Facebook entries were memories of kids that I never wrote down anywhere else. So every time the memory pops up, I screenshot it and save it so that I can keep it. Anyhow, Uh, that's just an aside.
0: Yeah, I never, I don't know if I did. I was pretty good right from Esmond with writing down notes, but Mm -hmm. yeah, like that'll be sometimes what we do at dinner time like. What's all the funny things they used to say? And so I'll go through and read
1: all the funny things that they said. Yeah. It's been really interesting to talk tonight and just sort of review how I felt about parenting and just how I've evolved and how my ideals have changed and my vision of what I want to be as a parent has changed, or sometimes been forced to change. But yeah, just who I was as a young sort of idealistic parent. And I loved it. I loved being a mom and I loved, I do love, but at the time I loved it and it was something wonderful, but I did like everyone else. I had a lot of lessons to learn and a lot of growing to do. And man, if you want to know what your weaknesses are, have children because they will become glaringly obvious as the years go by. And it's really interesting for me as a parent, because I'm simultaneously doing something that I feel quite comfortable doing now. And I would never, I would never call myself an expert or anything, but I'm a novice, I'm well experienced, but I'm also doing something for the first time consistently with it, because as I'm having babies who are growing older that I've already done, I have kids now becoming teenagers. So I'm a mom who is for the first time ever parenting teenagers. Two of my kids are teens, and I still have a three-year-old who wants to sleep with me, right? And so it's kind of a paradox of, of parenting, because I have all this experience that helps me. But at the same time, I'm constantly being humbled and learning new things and still continually having to reach out to other parents and experts. And my experience as a parent, I think I'm a verbal audio learner. And so I look to others for help a lot. Like today, my husband and I were arguing in Home Depot because I wanted to find the guy to help us look for the fan or whatever. And he's like, I can find it, I can find it. But that's my go-to is I want to ask the experts. And so I'm excited to share with you uh, some of the things that I've learned in my parenting classes and my own experience as a mother.
0: Yeah, I can't wait, it's gonna be great.
1: courage and be kind. Where there is kindness, there is goodness. And where there is goodness, there is magic.